please note, this episode was recorded before the social distancing rules for the coronavirus came into effect, so please apply this information sensibly and appropriately based on current circumstances. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a guest who's going to talk about exercise. Quite often, the answer is just to go harder on the exercise. And today, we're going to hear from Erin, and she's She lives in a little coastal town just outside of Melbourne in Australia, and she's going to talk about her experience with massively ramping up her exercise and where she went from to where she is today in just a short period of time. So I'm really excited to welcome you, Erin, to chat with me today on this episode. Hi, Clint. It is um, amazing to be here. I'm very excited. Thank you. Well, we've had great fun chatting online because I've seen your progress recently inside Rheumatoid Support, where you've been a member yeah. for a while, so we can communicate and, and I can get your updates all the time and, and, and exchange ideas and so forth. And when you said, hey, I've started exercising more and I'm seeing massive results, I thought this is the message that I want to get across. And so tell us, where you know where were you at before you started ramping up the exercise? Um, well, I was eating absolute baseline. Like I could not um, add in any food. So I was eating baseline for months and months and I was um, losing weight constantly. It was a steady decline. It was only slow, but every week I was losing more weight and I got down to 51.8 kilos, which is absolutely nothing for someone who's my height. And it mm-hmm. was very scary, actually. People all around were worried about me and actually I'd started to get pretty worried about my weight and how low I'd gotten as well and uh, every time I tried to introduce any kind of food to help bring my weight back up I just uh, woke up the next day with more inflammation more pain and it was a real struggle I couldn't I just could not introduce anything so buckwheat quinoa every day sweet potato every day lots and lots of spinach and and leafy greens um, and that was it for months Mm. yeah so it's real really really challenging i see and then i remember us having this particular moment in in our discussion i suggested well look what i see with other people is when you increase exercise tremendously it tends to make you less sensitive to the food reintroductions Mm. and you took that to heart and you decided to go for it yeah, so I started Bikram at a, one studio, um, but they only offered uh, two classes a week, and that was 90 minutes, but then they actually dropped them down to 60-minute classes, which I just felt weren't the same. And I, I was getting, like, some small amount of progress, and I'd also bought a an exercise bike for home, and I was using that. But, again, I was not really seeing any benefits from it, slight benefits. I was... I could feel that maybe I was uh, getting a bit better at the Bikram poses as I was um, as I was going, but otherwise not not great. I I wouldn't say great um, results from that, but 
at around about the same time, one of the teachers at the Bikram studio told me that an old teacher was opening up her a new studio and it was a dedicated Bikram studio, 90 minutes only, two classes a day. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait for that day. And I kept saying to my husband, when she opens that studio, I'm going to go every day for at least seven days. And I'm just going to do my own kind of Bikram retreat. I'm just going to smash it. And he was all on board for that, which is amazing. And so when she opened up her studio in December, it was the best day. (laughs) And I went to the studio and had my first class and I could notice difference from halfway through the first class. I could tell that things were going to be different and it was awesome. To anyone who's absolutely brand new to this podcast, and has not heard me talk about Bikram yoga many times in the past, <laughs> could you just spend just one or two minutes explaining what it is? What are we talking about here? Okay. Well, it's a series of, I think, 26 postures, um, yoga postures, and they're pretty intense. And it's done in a hot room, a very hot room. They say 40 degrees uh, Celsius and 40% humidity. Uh, so it's, it's hot. <laughs> and you just work through, through the postures each posture builds on the next and um, by the end of it you've pretty much worked every muscle and every joint in your body and the teachers at my Vikram studio always say it's the only exercise in the world where you come out of it with more energy than you went in so yeah that's a little bit of like a little bit 101 of Vikram but yeah it has copped a lot of bad press over the last couple of years and not just since the netflix film has come out which has really become mainstream you know anti-bikram sort of sentiment but prior to that because there were certain allegations about its creator the sequences Mm -hmm. uh, well the sequences brander of this of the of the posture series with lots of you know bad press How has your studio handled that situation? And have you felt that the studio has struggled accordingly? And do you feel any conflict personally with what you may sort of have been uh, uh, made aware of about the creator and the sequence itself? So there was a level of uncomfortableness for me um, when I first started, but I chatted with the studio owner and she calls her studio Bikram in Little Writing, original hot yoga Geelong in big writing. And we talked about it and she said that she's not affiliated with him at all. And so no money from the studio goes to, goes to the man himself. And that made me feel comfortable. It's really unfortunate that he's not a good person because Bikram is like the actual series that you do. It's amazing. Uh, I've said it in my in my journal on on the support program. It's life changing. It's incredible, and it's absolutely for everybody. Um, my studio owner was t- telling me a story about a woman in a, in America um, who has Parkinson's disease. She's in her late seventies, could hardly move, and was starting to do her Bikram postures on the bed lying down and recently after you know a couple of months of a few months of working really hard with a with a Bikram teacher one-on-one she's now standing up and starting to do the the postures like as they're intended to be and it's just really exciting to hear that kind of change in people's life and it really is like a miraculous kind of thing I can't I can't 
blow about it more than I can. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, Look, I just get so excited about I, it. I know, and I share your same level of of, of just feeling of misfortune and, and disappointment about this, this yeah. conflict because, look, it, it, it saved me from having a knee replacement possibly for 10 years. It got me out of a crippled state into a fairly functioning state. And yeah. The stories are endless with this sequence as to how it tra- can transform and reduce inflammation yeah. and improve your range of motion of your joints and just make you feel back to normal as best as we can. Yeah. So let's hear about uh, your transformation here. I know, okay. you know, you're excited to share this. So how will <laughs> yeah. you like do the sort of, well, first of all, tell us how often you went what results you saw, yeah? So as I said, the first class, halfway through the first class, I started to notice some changes. I was lying in Savasana halfway through and could feel the stiffness and pain in my wrist just start to melt away. Now, this studio that I go to does have infrared heating panels, which are absolutely incredible. Mm. And um, I think partly that's why it's been so good because of the infrared heating panels. But literally it started to dissipate halfway through the first class. I I couldn't believe it. And I actually started crying a little bit on the mat and pulled myself together and finished the class. (laughs) And then then afterwards I was talking to um, the teacher on the day and I said, I explained to her that this happened and she she just wanted to give me a hug. She was so excited. And I started crying again when I was talking with her. And um, I'm not a hugger as well, by the way, but I was hugging everybody that day. It was amazing. And then, you know, um, the studio owner came out um, because she'd been practising in that class and the teacher told the studio owner and she was giving me a hug and everybody was so excited and I just couldn't believe, like I was just so grateful that she'd opened the studio and I had an opportunity to to change my life by going. And it was, that was just the first class. (laughs) So, um, So I went Again, I think I did six classes in a row. I don't think I made seven, unfortunately, but (laughs) I did six classes in a row. About um, three to four classes in, I started to notice that I was looking stronger. Like, you know, there's mirrors everywhere, of course, and I was looking at myself and I was looking at my stomach and I was thinking, geez, I think I'm getting stronger. And then um, about the sixth class, I think, I looked at my legs and I thought, hang on a minute, I've put on, I've got like, muscles in my legs <laughs> um, because you know I explained before I'd lost so much weight I'd lost yeah. so much muscle tone I just was a walking skeleton just so to see some like muscle bulk coming back on was so incredible but that could only happen because after my first class I went home and I felt like I needed to eat something I didn't know what it was I was thinking it's not buckwheat it's not quinoa and it certainly isn't sweet potato so maybe I can just try a couple of walnuts and I did and I woke up the next day with no ramifications whatsoever Mm -hmm. like no change I thought Mm -hmm. wow this is incredible the next night I came home after Bikram and my husband said why don't you try tofu I was like oh I'm really scared of tofu and he was like nah do it I had tofu that night and it was the same woke up with no problems the next day and I thought this is amazing. So since that day, I've pretty much had tofu every day, often twice a day. And that's, and I've also just slowly um, increased the variety of my diet so much. And that's been what 
has enabled me to then build the muscle in Bikram. And it's just been like brilliant to see. So I probably put on about four kilos in about a bit over a month mm-hmm. um, just by going nearly every day. That's nine, yeah, yeah nine pounds to yeah, our that. US yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm still like I'm still not perfect. I, I definitely do still have some pain in my in my wrists in particular. But in comparison to what I was like before I started Bikram, I, I I'm polar opposite. Yeah, I feel oh my gosh, I've just got way more energy. Um, I generally am sleeping better, although unfortunately not last night. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, kids don't really let you. You know, <laughs> they don't help sometimes. But uh, there's just so much positive to talk about um, as a result of, of going to Bikram. And I counted, I've done 39 classes in 79 days. Okay. So not quite every day. Um, obviously life gets in the way and I've been back to work. I went back to work after about 18 months off on parental leave. And, uh, and my husband also went away for a few weeks to London for work. So that makes it difficult to mm. get to classes, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of being, of, of nearly doing once every two days. Oh yeah. Um, that's and huge. it's really obvious the change. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge commitment of time. Uh, you mm. know, people sometimes throw up some reasons or justifications as to why they don't do it. We've already addressed yeah. one, which is the kind of like, you know, just putting, putting the foot down and saying, no, I don't want to support that sort of organization that's one and i've had close friends challenge me on that and i've explained earlier that you know i I just separate the sequence from the person in my mind and Mm. um you know and that's how i deal with that so that's one objection other objections people make are they think i'm going to lose weight now you've just pointed out that you gained weight and i want to add something that was really really surprising to me is that when you go to the gym, the advice is always, look, don't work the same muscles every day because they need a few days to recover. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, the, the torn, the micro tears can't repair themselves in a bigger fashion. So what I was always afraid of in Bikram classes was if I went every day, I'm overworking the muscle, it can't grow. But I found just as Bikram says, it is a daily practice. And sure yeah. enough, I, like you, noticed that my legs were getting stronger. And in the awkward postures, which are towards the start, I noticed Mm. that I could, you know, you you can just tell you're holding them a little longer. You're shaking a little less. A little less. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, the weak side, the weak leg in my case, you know, is doing a little bit more of the work. Yeah, and you know, and and at times in the past, I uh, I was uh, you know front row and smashing it, you know, in good strong holding deep and stuff. So, and that was that's when you go the most, you know, the, the people who mm. go the most are the ones that are the strongest, and it's not yep. like the gym at all, is it? No, no, you don't you don't get that kind of lactic acid buildup that you get mm. from a big workout at the gym, and you don't get that next day recovery feeling that that sore muscle feeling you you just I don't know maybe it's the heat or something but you just don't get that and so it's possible to go again the next day sometimes I go 6 30 in the evening and then I'm back again at six o'clock in the morning to do the class the next day because it's the only one I can get to and it's I mean there's not even 12 hours between that it's totally fine yeah to to do it again I think part of it is that you're only doing the uh muscle the muscle groups twice, like let's say with mm. the awkward, the you're holding quadriceps 
holding quadriceps, and then you're on to the next thing. And yes, the quads get used multiple times in other postures, of course, as part of combinations. But yeah, you know, you're not basically trying to completely exhaust a muscle to the point of failure every day. You're you're, yes. you're working within your own, and you only go so far as you need to go. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not killing yourself trying to reach a point in a posture you just go as far as you can go and that's Mm -hmm. all you do today like if it's less than yesterday that's okay if it's more than yesterday that's awesome but you know you don't you don't fight against your body yeah to make it do something over and over again and um you just kind of roll with it Mm -hmm. and it's um like yeah it's a lot easier than i think for me going to the gym i hate going to the gym (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another objection that uh, people throw up is that, yeah. oh, it's going to hurt my wrists. And the reason they say that is because a lot of people have been and done downward dogs at other yoga yeah. studios and stuff. Yeah. Tell us about if you got bad wrists, how do you go? Well, I don't do other yoga because I can't do, like vinyasa flow, I can't do the downward dogs and things. But I think that Bikram works the wrists in mild ways um like for example in pranayama breathing which is you know at the start where you do and you're slowly just working through the wrists you're not you're not really hurting them or pushing them or or putting pressure on them or anything so you you're kind of just giving them some flexibility and there i mean there's one pose i think it's a locust half locust pose where you put your arms underneath you and you're lying on your stomach at the start, there was no way I could do that. It was absolutely impossible to put my arms underneath my wrists. Sometimes I couldn't even have them have my palms turned down onto the mat. Like I had to lie with my hands facing my palms facing up, and that's how I did the posture for the first little while. Now, like I can get them right onto my body, mm. and even when I've got you know increased pain in my wrists for whatever reason, I still do it. I still do that posture yep. because afterwards when the blood flows back into the wrist, it feels amazing. And I know that it's being, it's beneficial for my wrists to do that. But again, what's like I said before, you only go so far as you can mm. go. So if your wrists are hurting, don't do the things that are hurting them. You know, um, just take it easy on the postures that involve your wrists if yep. you need to. Yep. And, and it's, it's the same it's- with, yeah. It's very, it's very wrist friendly, isn't it? The whole sequence. Oh, yeah. 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 That, you, yeah. You've just described the, um, yeah, you've just described the only two points I can think of where risks become involved. The first breathing exercise, uh, you know, you're not even loading them, as you say. They're just moving. Mm-hmm. They're just moving un- yeah. unloaded. And then another yeah. one, you're not applying the weight directly into the wrist. If it's highly inflamed, it just knows that it has body weight around it sort of thing. Mm, um, um, and I can understand where, you know, you've slowly progressed to where you're at now and avoiding earlier on. I've done all of these things, all different body parts. I've always needed corrections and stuff, but, you know, I uh, just wanted to make sure people understand, don't be afraid if you've hurt your wrists in the past of this sequence. This sequence is wrist-friendly. It's blissful for absolutely. the wrists. It is. It's really good, and it's so helpful. Oh, it's so yeah, helpful to Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what were the hardest parts for you going through this? Well, that one, <laughs> that posture that I just described was one of the hardest things, like I said, totally impossible. But when I first started, I, like I said, I had uh, no muscle tone whatsoever, particularly in my legs. So I didn't very have very strong legs and I had no muscles to support my knees when I was standing doing a standing series. So there was one or two classes that I literally um, had to kneel to do pranayama breathing at the start because I couldn't 
I couldn't even stand at that point. So there was some challenges around that, but I think the the standing series was the hardest um, for me to, to kind of build up to because of that problem, because I couldn't balance on one, one, one leg. It wasn't just my knees because my knees have actually been pretty good with my arthritis. They're not usually affected, but my ankles and my feet are. So um, that was another problem um, with the standing series as well. Um, I was constantly, my feet got very, very sore trying to, trying to stand on one foot. Oh, and it's so annoying when you've got pain in your ankle, when you're trying to balance on one leg, because (laughs) you you become self-competitive and self-comparative to previous classes. And you think, oh, I feel strong in this leg. I'm going to be able to do really well in this posture today as I stand on this one leg. And then you put the weight on and you're like, damn, that ankle hurts. I can't balance today because of that stupid ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, remember yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's- yeah. Yeah. And I always sort of feel with pranayama breathing at the start and half moon pose at the start, they are kind of a litmus test for how my joints are feeling just generally. Because, so, you know, when you're going about your, your day and things are, you just – especially when you're at work or you've got your kids or, you know, you're really busy, you tend to just carry on and you don't always stop to think what's actually sore today. Um, you just make adjustments and, and keep going. But when I when I first get into Bikram and I start doing the breathing at the start and then that first pose, I can really tell, I can feel, oh, my shoulders are sore today. Oh, I've got trouble with my wrists. Oh, my elbows, you know, and it's, it's a kind of like a good reminder um, of how I'm feeling and I can sort of assess whether it's better or worse than it was yesterday or the day before or the day before that and I find that really helpful yeah but half moon pose is another one that oh, I just can't get right <laughs> I don't know what it is about it but I just it's not my favorite <laughs> look I don't enjoy one posture in the whole thing it's all challenging right but yeah um, it's all beneficial you know the whole kind of you get it. You get back what you put in. Sort of it, any yeah. one of those cliches you could apply to yeah. this perfectly. It's super hard. Let, let me let me take that back. It challenges it challenges you in all the right ways, regardless mm. of your physical ability. Yeah. And then you get yeah. out of it a lot. So, can you tell me what's improved the most since you've adopted um, and, and yeah, what's improved the most? Uh, life. In general, <laughs> um, life has changed so much since that day that I first went to Bikram and my wrist started to improve. I I often have days where I just don't even think about the fact that I have rheumatoid arthritis anymore. I am eating so much more a variety of food. I'm eating the same things as my children eat, which is amazing because I don't have to do two meals or every meal anymore. Um, you know, I've gone back to work and I feel that Bikram's totally enabled that because my energy levels are up so much. Um, like I said before, I'm sleeping a bit better. I'm just, I just feel so much better in myself as well. Like, um, not necessarily related to arthritis, but my RA is definitely better than it was and so much more under control. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fantastic. But if you're talking about within Bikram, well, uh, my back bends have always been pretty good. Um, so my bow and camel, they're, they've improved the most. And, yeah, and they're ones that I really enjoy doing, which is good. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, believe it or not, I love the heat and I really, really enjoy 
being in the Bikram studio. So I know you always say that you got results from it, but you hated it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I actually love it. I mean, one of those weird people out there that loves it. I don't know. But um, yeah, I really enjoy most of the poses. I really enjoy seeing the progress that you make. Like last night I did a great standing bow and I was like, wow, I didn't actually fall out of it for the first time. And I thought, yeah, I nailed that. Unfortunately, then I had to lie down for the next, for the rest of the standing yeah. series. I was so tired. But um, <laughs> so it wasn't my best class, but I did a great bow. <laughs> I was well, very pleased. Well, that's that's <laughs> right. You know, that, that that is so that is so common My of my also. Uh, I can relate to that. Um, if you push yourself a little bit too much in one posture, you then suffer. <laughs> It's a good yes. message for those people who are still listening to this, who are thinking to myself, I don't know anything about this, but I may check this out. You can sit yeah. down, lie down at any time in this class. The only thing they don't like is if you get up and walk out because it just really yeah. disrupts the energy and it just sets the wrong kind of precedent for the rest of the class because everyone's struggling and so you want to all stick with it together. So the mm-hmm. only thing, uh, you know, is they want you to stay, stay and continue and complete it, which just means that, just take it easy first class. Just sit down. I've heard all sorts of stories like people coming in in wheelchairs, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. The hardest part is showing up. If you can oh, get definitely. into that class, you can do it. There's nothing that can't be attempted at some infinitesimally small level that can be built upon each day. So, yeah. you know, well done. Uh, really good to talk to you about this. It's been uh, really great to hear how much it's improved, not just your body, but your life. And that's it, isn't it? Yeah. When we have yeah. a disease that's just so frustratingly difficult to shift, that's persistent, that's so deeply aggravating to us and, and annoying and affects our mind in, and our thoughts all the time, when we have a tool or a daily habit like this that we can use to interrupt that and to turn this into a positive lifestyle change, it's yeah. uplifting. And you can see it in your face and your eyes. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you found you found your uh, solution and you're yeah, rolling it out. Absolutely, I have. One other thing that I wanted to mention is um, a, an improvement that I've seen is is actually my appreciation for my body and for what it can do. Uh, Prior to the to starting Bikram, I've got to be honest, I, I pretty well hated my body. I was like, all it does is give me pain and suffering. Yeah, it might get me through the day, sort of, but I can't pick up my son. I can't do anything else. And so I just, I, I didn't love it. I hated, I, I really, I really hated it. I was like, this is the shittest body. Excuse my language, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting to go to Bikram, and being able to do certain things, like even right at the start, you know, I was able to do some poses really well. And I was like, wow, I can do these. And then as I got better and as I started to build muscle, I started to realize like how amazing my body is. And then when, you know, with noticing the changes with my arthritis as well and with the ability to introduce more foods, but my body's actually pretty incredible. It's healing itself. It is actually doing what it's supposed to do. And so my appreciation for my body has just changed so much. And I just wanted to add that in as well, that, that that's been like a really big thing for me that suddenly I feel positive about the body that I'm living in instead mm. of negative, and that's mm. really good. When we send our body signals of negativity and hatred, that's a body that, you know, withers and cripples. So how wonderful that is as well. You know? Yeah. 
the <laughs> profound impact of this intervention, this getting up and going and doing the daily exercise. And I wanted us to talk about, to just to wrap it up, it doesn't have to be the Bikram yoga sequence. Mm. Now, it's my preference for people. I think it's the it's the sort of highest level of results that you're going to get if you do that daily, as you've mm. seen. Mm-hmm. But if people don't have access to Bikram Yoga Studio, I yeah. think that doing it at home, listening to an audio recording or, or watching a class, there's, there's a free version on YouTube that you can watch the whole sequence. And mm-hmm. there's also the iTunes version. It's, I think it's $20 or something to buy, you know, uh, Bikram speaking it out loud and you can uh, follow along at home. But it's good to see the postures because you can't, if you're a beginner, you really need to see how to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's one option is to do it yourself at home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be heated. The heat, just just standing on the carpet and following along is, all you need is an internet connection or an iTunes or a download yep. of that. And then other than that, any kind of exercise that doesn't irritate the joints is a positive exercise. Mm. Go to the gym. Get on your push bike, get on an elliptical bike, go for a really fast walk, ideally up a hill in summer um, to get a sweat <laughs> on. Do a little bit more than you feel that you want to because if it doesn't hurt the joints, then everything is a, is benefit from that. And so mm. whilst we've spent uh, you know, this time chatting about Bikram yoga, we can achieve wonderful outcomes as well just by applying ourselves daily to a exercise routine that gives us this increase in heart rate, hopefully a little bit of sweat, and also builds muscle. This is all wonderful. Mm. 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 Yeah. For me, um, having a class to go to really helps because if I was at home uh, trying to do exercise with my children around, it's it's hard to get the time. So having a class helps. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Bikram class, but going to, say, a pump class or something like that would be, I think, a good thing too. Um, yeah. Sometimes team sports as well are really good because you commit to a team mm-hmm. um, and see so it's a lot harder to say, oh, I just don't feel like going today because it's not just you. It's you're, you've got to, you're letting down the whole team if you don't go. So I've always found um, over the years that team sports and things are really good in that respect. If you can do them, I mean, I used to play netball all the time. I can't play netball right now, but, you know, if you can do something that's team related or at least with a group, like a running group or something, that's, that's really good because then there's like impetus to go, I think. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I know that whole, I know that sort of um, social expectation. Mm. You've got that accountability of showing up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, another great idea. Well, thank you. I I I wanted to get you on and tell have you tell this uh, tell this uh, experience that you've had, and uh, it's been even better than I thought because of all the extra things, not just improvements to the arthritis. I mean, that's that's where why we go. But it's the life it's the life improvements, the self appreciation, yeah. the body love, the improved happiness. It's everything, isn't it? So well yeah. done, Erin. Thank you so much <laughs> Thank you. for coming on and sharing this. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.